welcome to the Clifford Chance Careers podcast, where people from around the firm discuss hot topics impacting the legal profession, share their career advice, and offer unique insights into their personal career journeys. My name's Hepzibah Dioshin, and I'm a third seat trainee in the employment team here at Clifford Chance. And I have the pleasure of being joined here today by Jane Chung Song Ting, a partner in our real estate finance group. Hi, Jane, how are you doing? I'm fine, Hepzibah. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, thank you for your time today. We're very excited to find out a bit more about you and hear about your career journey. So just starting with some personal questions, what did you want to be when you were younger? Um, so when I was younger, I have a distinct memory of being in primary school and being asked this question, being asked to draw, drawing of what I wanted to do. And I drew a shop and said I wanted to be a shopkeeper. Um, (laughs) that's one of the memories and um, I don't really know where that came from other than maybe it's something in the genes because my grandfather um, um, when he was living in Mauritius and my parents were born in Mauritius um, he used to own some shops so maybe that's where it came from but not too sure Nice and what would you say um, what dish would you say reminds you of your childhood? Um, I think and I, I posted this on one of the Yammer groups that's been going whilst we've been working remotely. Um, it's, a, a, it's a big bowl of noodles with mm. um, some wonton dumplings, I think. And I, I think it's really because it's um, great kind of comfort food. So nice. <laughs> as as the days draw in here in London as well, I think it's probably the kind of food that you know, I really like to eat when, when you, or you, you need a bit of... Um, to, to cheer you up as well um, but but lockdown's been quite good for that in some respects and working more from home because I like cooking a lot and having the time to experiment a bit more and do things is good as well. Nice um, and what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, lots of advice <laughs> I think maybe one of the things that stands out a bit is on the first day at secondary school and the the headmistress at that point in time sort of addressing all the new girls who had joined and you know she she said you you, know, you can do whatever you want to be and uh, we're here mm-hmm. to help you and you know I think very much the message there was about believing in yourself and making the best of the opportunities that you're given and being true to yourself so you know don't don't really hold yourself back was a lot of the yeah. message and you can do what you want to do um, which um, I think is a hugely positive advice. No, that sounds really good. Uh, so just moving on to a bit more about your career and, and your culture, uh, what would you say was your journey into law? Um, so after deciding, I guess, not to be a shopkeeper, <laughs> um, <laughs> the next thing on the shopping list, uh, encouraged by my father, was he said, oh, we, you, why don't you be an accountant? Because he, he's an accountant. And he said, oh, that's a great profession. And um, I had to disappoint him because I said to him, well, I don't really like numbers that much. Oh. <laughs> But um, I, I did I did like words, and I still like words a lot, and love reading and sort of thinking about and analysing problems. And so I think that really yeah. kind of took me down the road of thinking, well, I could be someone who might enjoy being a lawyer. And um, ultimately, I did do a law degree at King's College London, and yeah. in my second year there, I got my training contract with Clifford Chance, and I guess the rest is kind of history. So that's... Um, how I got to, to, to journeying into law and um, my dad in the end he did get his wish so my, my, my much younger sister who actually does enjoy maths and inherited that gene ended up becoming the accountant 
<laughs> no, that's nice. Um, and how did you get into real estate finance? Um, um, by accident, as <laughs> so many things happen. So when I first joined the firm, um, I my first seat was in real estate, and at that point in time, we didn't have a separate real estate finance group. So um, the 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 group I joined as a trainee uh, was mm-hmm. at that point in time um, doing a lot of real estate work and direct real estate stuff. Um, but also when I joined the firm nearly 25 years ago, we were in the middle in the UK of a very big property recession. And so a lot of the work that the group was then doing was kind of enforcement or restructuring of uh, property um, property loans. And, and, and I guess out of that point in time, um, there was a group of partners then who saw that as an opportunity to start growing a sort of more um, finance-related real estate practice. And that, that that's kind of where it started. And when I decided uh, to qualify back um, where, where, where I wanted to go, um, mm-hmm. I decided I wanted to go back to real estate group because I enjoyed the work and I liked the people who I was working with. And not really with a view to doing real estate finance because it was just a sort of idea at that time and was only starting to be something which the group was kind of thinking of doing. But then over time, you know, the, the group, the real estate finance group, um, grew out of that and ultimately we, we are now a standard a, a sort of standalone practice area in, in GFM. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say a little bit by accident, but um, hopefully a fortuitous one. <laughs> I mean, it must have been because you're still doing it. So you mentioned that you trained at CC and you've been at CC since then. What were some of the challenges on your journey and how did you overcome them? Um Various things. I, I, I guess a lot of it is kind of market and events driven. So, I mean, at the moment, clearly we're in a very um, different environment with COVID and the pandemic and what that kind of means for the world. And then consequently, our business and everybody on a very individual level. I mean, that that's one sort of thing we're still working our way through. And also, I guess the other sort of big global event, which and has impacted my career was back in 2008-2009 the global financial crisis and and you know so these are you know the the time we're living through now and that financial crisis you know the very different kind of seismic events which have kind of shaped um the environment in which we work in and they say how our business kind of operates. So, I mean, you know, back in 2008-2009, um, Lehman Brothers, for example, was one of the biggest clients that we had within the group. And, um, you know, if, uh, if you want to see a sort of dramatic illustration of that, I mean, their, their office and their European HQ was just opposite our office in Canary Wharf. And, you know, it, it's still going to be stamped in my memory, I think, until the day I... I started seeing people coming out of the building at Lehman Brothers with their boxes because um, they'd gone into administration and you know, all the employees had just been told to leave. So just huge uh, mass of people leaving the building. Um, and, you know, for us and for, for, for the real estate finance group, that was the start of um, you know, a difficult time with banks mm. and lenders and clients who we were working with. Um, not doing a lot of work and you know it was it was 
difficult, but I mean, if you look at the crisis we're going through now, um, it's completely different. And um, but I, I, I think what getting through these moments um, sort of teaches you is um, flexibility, um, yeah. willingness to change, maybe do slightly different bits of work. So in these kind of challenging times, perhaps you find you're doing a bit more restructuring work or enforcement work. And um, not being afraid to turn your hand to slightly different things if you have to, or you know, and, and frankly, also working with some really great colleagues and collaborating mm. with them to find the work and, and do the things that need to be done. And you know, even if you think of something like Lehman Brothers going down um, and us losing um, a very significant client, um, the, the the individuals who came out of that institution, um, they went to a lot of different good places, and you know, a number of them, quite a lot of them, we followed, and we, they continued to to be clients of the firm. So you know, out of adversity, sometimes um, still good things can happen. I think that's very true. Speaking of people, who would you say has been the most influential person in your career? Um, hard to pick individuals. I think. Perhaps in some ways, I mean, you know, going back to basics, I, I have to thank my parents a huge amount. <laughs> nice. Sacrificing a lot. Good. <laughs> and, you know, for, for, for doing a lot to, 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 frankly, you know, get me into a good school and encourage me and, you know, help mm. me through all of those kind of things. And, and without that sort of start and that encouragement, then, you know, I, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And... You know, going back to what I touched on a little bit earlier on this chat, you know, the guess the group of partners in the real estate group who I talked about, who had that vision to try and grow a real estate finance practice based on the work that they were doing, and you know how that sort of evolved. So I mean, it, it's a great story of um, how people see an opportunity and mm-hmm. decide to grow it, and you know, it, it, it takes vision. So. I guess the firm might put a chance in terms of um, success and doing well. It has to continuously evolve, and so that that is um, one of the great success stories in that sense, being able to evolve. Nice. And what are some highlights, um, some of the highlights of your career? Um, lots of different things. I've been here 25 years nearly, so <laughs> <laughs> hard to pick. Yeah. <laughs> um I think it's back to um, seeing my career kind of evolve and, and track the rise of the real estate finance group and the success that's been over time. So, you know, now we're a standalone practice and we we have uh, a great tier one status and, and all sorts of things and lots of legal directories. Um, mm-hmm. I guess becoming a partner relatively young and, and having that success was great. Um, but, you know, a lot of it is, frankly, day-to-day interaction. So, you know, opportunity to work overseas for a bit or uh, working with colleagues on all, you know, in all sorts of different places on very interesting and challenging work and, you know, uh, quite a number of them becoming quite good friends. So, you know, it's mm. all of that side of the part of the, of the time here, which is sort of highlights of my career. I think it's the variety and the nature of the challenging work that you do on a day-to-day basis, the really good people who you work with, and, and you know, there are there are kind of highlight things like 
co-heading the, the real estate sector, but a lot of it is actually just the day-to-day -day interactions and the quality of the work that you get to do when you're here. Nice. Actually, I've got a bit. I've got another question on your career. So you mentioned that making partner was a highlight. What was that experience like? So when you found out that you were partner, how did you feel? I always love hearing about people's success stories and finding out good news. <laughs> um, surprised <laughs> in some ways, um, but very happy that you, know, you you work towards a particular goal and. Um, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I guess in the legal career as well, um, the, the structure's relatively flat, right? So you, you're a trainee, you're associate, and then hopefully you become a partner if that's what you want to mm -hmm. be. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it is an outward recognition um, of things. So, yeah, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice thing to do. But I think when as the group of partners who got made up in my year, I remember there were maybe about 15, 16 of us, and... Um, I think I sent an email to all the partners who made up when we got told, saying, so the hard the hard work starts from here, and I think <laughs> I was probably right. <laughs> no, that's true. Thank you for that. Now I've got some quick-fire questions for you. What book has had the biggest impact on you? Um, so a book I really, really like, and it's got a long title, is by Chris Hadfield, who is... Um, this Canadian astronaut who got to go into space and on the space shuttle and also actually in the Soyuz cap um, capsule with the Russians. And he, he's written a book called An Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth, um, Life Lessons from Space, which oh God, is, is a lot of words in the title. But <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess I quite like learning about things like space and, and those side of things and also sort of autobiographical type works and Sort of understanding how he became an astronaut, but also the, this book, when you read it, um, as, as it says in the title, it's Life Lessons in Space. And, and actually, when I read it, I was kind of slightly struck by how, in order to be a successful astronaut, lots of the things you have to do and the attributes you have to have perhaps um, mm -hmm. align quite well with what you need to be a good lawyer. <laughs> but it's very like interesting. What? I'm intrigued. Oh, um, I guess a lot of focus and uh, willing to work hard <laughs> and, um, and being, you know, having good attention to detail is one of his other great, great sort of things. He says, you know, you need to be uh, have good attention to detail when you're national because if you don't, something, you might miss something that could kill you. So, you know, that mm. kind of does sharpen the mind. Uh, most of the time when you're lawyers, we, if you make a mistake, hopefully it won't kill you. So that's slightly more reassuring <laughs> that's true and what's your most unique quality um i would say that i'm probably generally good in a crisis and not so very very unflappable and um overall most of the time optimistic <laughs> a realistic nice. optimist but you know optimistic most of the time that's good. And what movie have you rewatched the most? I was thinking about this. Um, I'm not too. I'm not too sure. I I'm gonna chicken out a little bit and say that. Uh, well, in in the group, um, whilst we've been working remotely, one of the things that we've been doing is swapping sorts of things like Netflix recommendations and stuff. And um, mm -hmm. I when when someone asked me this the other day, what would I recommend to watch? I I remembered and and on the BBC at the moment they're rerunning. Um, 
some of the series of the travelogues that Michael Palin did, and he, he's um, the ex he's, he's used to be in Monty Python, and he, he's done a whole series of travelogues, which I haven't watched for a while, and I'm just very fond of them, to be honest. So there's one called Around mm. the World in 80 Days, which is his first one, Pole to Pole, and also I've read some of the books on that, and, and he's a very erudite writer. He's, he's great at ob- observing people, and um, the, the travelogues as well, I think, um, they were slightly ahead of their time. So when you, you watch them now, they look a bit, so you might think, oh, well, what's so great about these? But they, they the kind of style as he goes from country to country and observes people and talks to people and all this, is at the time quite um, unique. Now when you turn on TV and you see people doing all these travel programs, you, it, it's all part of the scenery. But he, he was one of the first people to do that kind of thing. And maybe in lockdown, I'm craving it a bit more because... The ability to travel and go and take different things is severely oh, curtailed. That's so true. What's the one thing you never leave your house without? Um, everybody, I think, who's done one of these questions has probably said their phone. That's probably right. Phones, keys. Um, I guess the other thing, and it's more than one thing, maybe one or both of my children and various <laughs> of their belongings as I'm chasing them around the house saying, have you got this, have you got that? So... <laughs> you say one or both. What about yeah, one or one? both, depending on what we're doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, usually, and finally, them. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's always chasing them up about something. So, you know, if my older son's going to school, has he got all of his stuff for school and this, that, and the other? So, normally, only am I making sure I've got my phone. I'm also chasing him and saying, do you have your phone? <laughs> oh, nice. Finally, if you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Um, probably my um, grandmother, who made it to the ripe old age of 103. Um, wow. And really because perhaps I didn't have the chance or opportunity to, to, to sit down with her properly and have a go really from start to finish her, her life story. And she, you know, she was an amazing lady right until you know, the end and you know, she's one of these people hugely resilient, always um, a happy kind of person and um, had a very interesting life so I think yeah it would be mm. nice to sit down for dinner with her uh, if I had the opportunity but unfortunately not <laughs> oh. Well that's so, um, that's so nice to hear thank you so much for your time um, you've been listening to a Clifford Chance Careers podcast If you enjoyed this, you may be interested in listening to some of our past episodes. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel to stay up to date on future episodes coming soon. Jane, thank you again for joining me. To find out more about working at Clifford Chance, please visit the career section of our website. The content of this podcast does not constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. Specific legal advice about your specific circumstances should always be sought separately before taking any action. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in our podcasts do not necessarily reflect the position of Clifford Chance.